0: January 20th, 2006. It's a Friday, and this is the Radio Zoom Podcast. Ah, uh, yes, I'm uh, enjoying a nice cup of coffee this morning. Back with the coffee... Not so much with the tea, the green tea, even though I do enjoy tea very, very, very much. How you doing? My name is John, and this is the Ready Zoom podcast coming to you from Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. And uh, it's uh, not too bad of a day out today. The sun's been out a little bit. It was out during my run this morning, and it was very comforting uh, to be able to run without being dripped upon by the trees and, uh, you know, the rain in general. Uh, coming up, let's see, well, let's see, I should tell you, RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to send me some feedback, email, anything, comments, whatever. Also, you can, uh, send me audio comments, 206-222-1954, it's the U.S. phone number, and you can call, and that automatically gets sent directly to me. And my Frapper, Frapper.com slash podcast, and you can put a pin on the map and let me know where you're listening in from. It's a very neat, ut- uh, utility just to kind of keep in touch with my listeners and know where you're at Coming up today, well, there's no podcast meetup tonight Got an email late last night from Todd Maven The guy putting all, the, all this together He's the, the dude over at the CBC And uh, it's been rescheduled Apparently he has a chest cold So it's going to be rescheduled to February 3rd So that's kind of a bit of a bummer uh, It's going to be a chance to meet uh, what's going to be uh, I was going to meet uh, Dave Olson at the, the podcast meetup But, you know, even though I won't meet him We'll even we'll be able to uh, hear from Dave because we're going to talk some Canadian politics. For those of you who don't know, the uh, election is on Monday. They'll be electing a uh, well, they won't be electing a new prime minister. They're going to the uh, elections have been called, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to try to explain it. That's why Dave sent me some feedback, and I'll be the meat the meatiest portion of today's episode. So we'll do that in a little bit. Talk a little hockey, not much, but a little. And then we'll also go into some emails so uh, from listeners, from comments and stuff like that. So that's what's on coming up today, and uh, let's go ahead and roll into the first track here. This is something uh, by the band that i played before, but they're called Soft, and the name of this uh, song is called Droppin', and hopefully you like it. This is the Ray Zoom Podcast. dig that track. The, uh the band is called Soft and uh that comes off of the second single EP or second single album, I don't know. I think it's an EP for the most part. And uh you can find out more about them uh and on the website. Um pull it up here. Make sure I give out the right URL. The bandsoft.com and uh you can actually download uh a, a f- I think one of their yeah, you can you can download uh, the new soft single higher on that website right now, which is a good track, and I've played that before, but uh, I really recommend that you um, definitely check them out. I'm I'm still experimenting a little bit with this uh, with this mixer, and I'm not sh- so sure that I like putting a lot of reverb onto my voice, and also I've got a lot of the low. You know, I'm, I'm still experimenting with it just a little bit here and there. I'm not exactly sure how much I. Uh, I like the uh, the effects on my voice i don 't know if it comes out once I encode it and everything i don't know let me know if you uh if you have any uh, preference in terms of uh how you like your vocals in terms of what, uh, how you're listening to this podcast if you're listening to it on computer speakers or headphones you know that or you know on your car stereo whatever let me know what's uh what's too much and what's too little. Now, the one thing I want to run into right now is, uh, like I said, I got some, uh, some audio feedback from Dave Olson. And um, he sent this to me in three parts, and I had to splice it together. And what it is is him explaining a little bit more about what these elections that are going on in Canada right now. For those of you who don't know, there are elections taking place this mon or, yeah this coming Monday, and uh, reason being that the election has been called this isn't a, this isn 't uh, a typical election time uh, you know this is uh, kind of something a little out of the ordinary um, actually you know tell you what to tell you the truth i, I don 't really know what is ordinary in terms of uh, how people are elected in canada i don 't know if it 's every so many years like it is back in the states, but then again that 's something I can learn another time. So that's where Dave kind of comes in, and who better to explain as to more of what's going on here uh, than a somebody who's actually from here, or at least uh, has residency here and can vote and uh, is interested in this. And Dave does a really good job explaining this. Granted, it's from his his perspective, but I think it's a pretty good explanation based on what I've been able to learn and understand uh, from what uh, Rebecca has been able to teach me. It really sucks uh, this Meetup got canceled tonight because I would
1: have really liked to have met Dave tonight. But anyway, here we go. Hey, John. It's uh, me, Davo. You know, on with Uncle Weed, Canucks Outsider, all that stuff. Anyway, I've been out of town from uh, over the festive period and then got caught up in a whole bunch of new big big idea projects I'm up to. But I've been following along with your podcasts, and so I'm here uh, to tell you a couple things. One, first of all, you know, you've been ailing with the sinus infection, the colds and stuff like that my chick's got the killer plan for getting rid of any kind of sickness like that what you do is you put on some water and you get it simmering you know just below boiling and you get a clove of garlic you know like the whole multi bulb things and you get a bunch of the little cloves and just sort of squish them with the fork or the backside of a spoon or something and uh... throw those in the water and then you get some ginger and this works really well if you keep it frozen and you can shave off some really thin slices of it but you want to quite a bit right like a good uh... you know heaping that uh, tablespoon shoving up of uh, garlic ginger rather blah, blah, blah. shoving up of ginger garlic alright so you got your garlic and you got your ginger in there and you can throw in some honey or sometimes I even put in like a tea bag like a peppermint or something or chamomile something kind of neutral and it sounds like it's going to taste kind of nasty right Uh huh. but you uh, you can't even stand above it and put a towel over your head and breathe in the dank vapors to clear you out but you uh, fill a big mug of that stuff up you sip it down and you eat the ginger and garlic at the end. I know, I know, but it's really not that bad. And uh, pazam, whatever ails you, is taken care of. So you're going to have to trust me on this one, but I encourage you to try it if you're still feeling unwell.
0: I forgot to mention that uh, he put this on at the beginning. That's a heck of a remedy, and it sounds so disgusting that it has to work. And
1: I don't know, maybe you got a cure for cancer in there, I don't know. The second topic is the uh, impending Canadian election, the federal election, and I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Right, And especially when I was back down to the states recently on business, uh, you know, no one has an idea that, well, one, the Olympics are coming up, and two, the uh, the Canadian election is coming up. No one has any idea. And even within Canada, because the, uh, you know, politics it's just, in, in this country, like in a lot of others, it just doesn't filter down to the general... Uh, Populist, the message is as much as it should, and I think the political parties in the way they campaign is really so much to blame for this. They, uh, you know, they campaign on not the other guy instead of here's what I'm going to bring to the table. But uh, with that in mind, I thought I'd run down a little bit of the candidates and kind of give a a real brief primer. Now, this being said, I'm, you know, I don't follow the Canadian uh, politics to the letter either, but I have a general idea about all the parties and stuff. So here goes. And I know you have a lot of folks that listen to your program from uh, the states too, so this will kind of serve as a little primer for them and for people who are a little less initiated about the Canadian political process and parties rather than to be a guidebook for, you know, the uh, political aficionados who follow everything on a day-to-day basis here in Canada. So, in Canada, unlike the states, it's a parliamentary system. That means that the country's chopped up in a whole bunch of little wee areas called ridings. so it would be kind of like congressional districts in the states. Then each of those ridings elects uh, a representative, a member of parliament, and at the end of the election, whichever party ends up with the most members of parliament voted back, their party leader, who's determined beforehand, all supposing he or she wins their own personal riding, then has the, uh, the ability to form a government. And what that means is that they, uh, the party leader becomes prime minister, and they assign various members of parliament, who are usually all within their same party to be their cabinet much like the uh... the executive branch the president would do in the u.s but they're all drawn from it would be like the president drawing the um, cabinet members from congress so it's a little bit different right but unlike the states where there's really two parties and the occasional independent that gets uh, uh, elected right in canada there's at least four parties that generally have representation in the house of parliament and five maybe six that make kind of a you know a good uh... A good, a good showing anyway. So the four main parties, and I'm going to get off here Main Street and try and take a longer route here. Yeah, he's actually walking and
0: doing recording this all at the same time. So that's kind of how Dave does some of his podcasts. It's very cool.
1: The four main parties um, of concern are the liberals who are currently in power. We'll talk about them in more detail here briefly. Uh, and by the way, the prime minister of Canada is Paul Martin, and he's from Montreal, Quebec. Yay! Yeah. Um, and that's going to come up again here later because the big crux issue in Canadian federal uh, politics is the mundane, tired, uh, separatist issue. But, Gone um, or your court. Anyway, so then you, you got the we'll liberals and you got the conservatives. And the conservatives are rather a new party because there was used to be the Progressive Conservative Party. And I know that sounds kind of like an oxymoron, but the Progressive Conservative Party, right? And they had a prime minister back in the 80s. They were in power in the 80s and they had a prime minister, Brian Mulroney. Who really hopped into bed with Reagan and Bush, and during that time, things like the Goods and Services Tax were implemented, um, NAFTA uh, got underway, NORAD, some of these other things, right? So, but at the end of it, there was a uh, there's a lot of financial distress in Canada. The Canadian dollar was plunging. People felt like we, uh, Canada was becoming the U.S.'s bitch, and basically, they threw uh, Mulroney out. He was briefly replaced. Um, by Kim Campbell, who not only was the first female Prime Minister of Canada, but also the first one from the West Coast, like anywhere near the West, for that matter. So uh, the party kind of imploded. And uh, then there was a few kind of resurrections of the conservative movement, of course. There was a reform party led by uh, Preston Manning, and he was kind of like the Ross Perot of Canada and started kind of a populist uprising a few elections ago. And then there was a bunch of sort of smaller right parties came together under the New Canadian Alliance that was headed up by Stockwell Day. And I'm not really sure exactly what transpired, but, you know, there there was some scandal and intrigue and sloppiness or something. But anyway, the party, again, kind of imploded and morphed into the Conservative Party. And in the last few years, they've gone from sort of a marginalized party to really... um, well, the party might be able to form a minority government here. So the Conservatives have gone from being a party that's been fairly marginalized and out of the main realm of uh, power a few years ago to having uh, quite an uprising uh, of support. And, you know, this kind of this neocon movement that's been going on in the States the last half decade or a decade. It's kind of reached its way up across the borders. And while there's a lot of liberal-minded folk in Canada, you know, especially in terms of kind of harm reduction and social safety net and... Uh, tolerance and such not, um, there's a lot of people too that are kind of old-fashioned and just want the, you know, people locked up and they don't need to be given the uh, poor people money and don't need to be taken care of all these expenses and whatnot. So um, especially uh, in in Alberta, which is kind of like Canada's uh, Texas. They do cows and oil and they're a rather conservative uh, province to be sure. So anyway, this the conservative party is now headed up by one Stephen Harper, who's uh, Got the little devil horns under his toupee-looking hair, but he's a, yeah, probably early fifties, late forties kind of family man. But he,
0: I've blogged about this, and I swear to God, he looks just like one of the uh, the kids from Village of the Damned from the movie back in like the fifties and sixties. Check it out. I I, I kid you not. He's, uh,
1: he has a a history of being very conservative, but now to make himself more palatable to the populace, he's softening some of that stuff. But he's proposed it coming into office. He would like to do away with the, uh, the legalization of same-sex marriage, um, more cops, more prisons, uh, send troops to Iraq, help out the U.S., um, quit suing the U.S. about the softwood timber issues. But anyway, more about him in a bit. Um,
0: the so- oops, sorry. The, the softwood – uh, lumber issue is a lot larger than I think, I, I didn't even know about the issue until I came up to Canada. It's very interesting and I'll post links so that way you can find out uh, in the show notes a little bit more about the softwood lumber dispute.
1: Then you got the uh, Bloc Québécois and they're headed up now by Gilles Duceppe who's the sharpest dresser and has the best hair of all the candidates but the Bloc day. Québécois they do very well in Quebec and they don't even run candidates anywhere else and so it's kind of funny because in, in the during the election they have uh, debates on the television, and they have a French language one and the English language one, and the 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 very bilingual candidates or the French candidates really take advantage of that because during the French broadcast they're all smooth and eloquent, and and the other some of the other candidates are a little bit uh, talking some eleventh grade French, uh, you know, trying hard, right? But they can't uh, be great orators in something that's not their native language very easily, and the same thing goes when the they have the English language broadcast and Gilles Duceppe represents but then he realized you know it's just kind of a joke to him because they're not no 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 one's even going to be vo- voting for him who's watching the program they're not even running candidates, so he, he's just there as sort of a curmudgeon and to show the other guys up and show off his nice suit and his good hair and stuff like that. The bloc québécois they're a little bit of uh, uh, uh they're a little bit hard to get a handle on right The big critical issue is Quebec should be a sovereign state right a sovereign country, and they want to start by having their own hockey team, their own teams in the Olympics. And bear in mind that Quebec is an enormous piece of land. And if they were to become their own country, I think they'd be the 7th biggest country in the world. They have massive natural resources, massive hydroelectric uh, dams that supplies much of the northeast United States, massive timber and all this stuff, right? And uh and while there's a uh, there's a lot of the the province that will vote for the Bloc Quebecois, there's also some parts of it like uh Montreal that will go uh that is that's certainly not in in the back. Montreal tends to be a little bit more open and liberal and wants to be part of Canada. Where the more rural parts and the second city, Quebec City, um, which is also a capital, uh, tend to be more separatist minded.
0: This is this is nothing new. Uh, Quebec's been been wanting to get a. Uh, uh, be, to be its own sovereign entity for for many many years. I'm learning this as I watch a Canada, a People's History, the documentary on uh, uh, that um, uh, I think the CBC put together. It's very interesting stuff. But uh, it's a, that's been a long, long, long term issue.
1: Anywho, so you got the the Bloc Quebecois, and they're the third have the third most most seats in Parliament. So in order to have an effective coalition, you have to get them on board for some of the issues, um, for sure. You know. So, although Quebec is predominantly Catholic, and so people have a lot of kids and some of those Catholic cultural traits or stereotypes or whatever, um, there's also uh, a strong liberal leaning um, as far as uh, some of the other things you might not expect from traditional Catholics. Now, fourth is the NDP, the New Democratic Party, and they tend to be the left-left, where the liberals are sort of center-lefty, right? Um, But the MDTs are more left-left, and they're, they're all about uh... support for seniors social safety net education uh, money for kids and preschools and um, daycare programs and uh... that sort of thing and also tolerance of different uh... different offenses you know cannabis included for sure uh... where they've come out in their platform is like you know calls for decriminalization or legalization or whatever so a lot of the former marijuana party members have sort of morphed into the ndp anyway ndp is headed up by jack layton Who's, uh, if you've been watching the television, he's the bald-headed fella with the little caterpillar mustache, and he's come on as a party head maybe in the last half decade or so. His wife is also a candidate in a in a one riding or another. And bear in mind that um, you know even though they're the party head, they they're not guaranteed to win the riding. They still have to go win their own race, whatever their home turf is. So uh, the NDP, they have been the fourth biggest party, but. They're really making a big splash. They're the ones that are really using the Internet effectively in their campaigning. The conservatives and the liberals have a lot of TV ads, um, basically lambasting each other. You see, the liberals, a few years ago, under the former prime minister, Jean Chrétien, there was a scandal where...
0: This is what I meant by the Gomery report. This is uh, this is what he's going
1: to explain. Uh, that's plagued the liberal party since then, where they're saying that... Uh, Uh, There was some money paid to some ad agencies in Quebec that were, I think the federal government spends a lot of money to support these uh, Canadian unity kind of projects, right? Um, Like, let's all be friends. And so what it ends up being is a lot of, like, French culture, uh, Quebec French culture pushed on the rest of Canada rather than the other way around, it seems to me. But that's uh, probably a a generalization I should uh, shut up about. But anywho, um, the former government paid a bunch of money to these uh, advertising agencies to do some advertising. Uh, to, f- to promote Canadian unity, and they never produced anything, and it amounted, and there was an investigation, and they said, all well, these are kickbacks, right? And the amount of money, it was a few million dollars, right? It wouldn't even make a ripple in the States, but it's become this huge scandal that's plagued the Liberal Party. And the Liberal Party tends to be kind of the old boy network, um, or they're the only old boy network that there is in Canadian politics, really, right now. And so, uh, there's a lot of talk of favoritism, and the old cronyism, and, and corruption within the Liberal government. But I think the case that the Liberals have going for them, and they're running on, is look how good the Canadian economy is, because the Canadian economy is doing very well, thank you very much, and the Canadian dollar so. is 15, 14-year highs against the U.S. dollar. Mm. Martin stood up against the U.S. about some of the trade imbalance issues, um, the illegal trade and tariffs with the, the w, uh, with the softwood lumber dispute. And he's also come out and wants to ban handguns, which are already banned, but just sort of more enforcement for that, because there's been a lot of street gun violence in Toronto, but also Winnipeg and Vancouver. Um, it's it's on the increase, and it's a lot of illegal guns, and so he's making a lot of red- political rhetoric about getting rid of uh, handguns, but it's sort of like, well, they're already illegal, but that's cool.
0: There has been a sharp rise in, in handgun crime ever since I got here, and I claim no responsibility for bringing it with me.
1: And uh, anyway, that's their big platform, it seems to me, that's the meshes getting out. And also, um, the, the message that they're getting out is be scared of Harper because Harper's creepy, and he is a little bit creepy, and they play on that. The conservatives are running on look at all these problems we have, we need more law enforcement. Um, why are we being impolite to our biggest trading partner, the United States? Um, why are we uh, being all morally, uh, we've lost our moral compass with same sex marriage and some of these other issues. Um, The NDP, as I mentioned, their big thing is let's give money to kids and old folks and education. And they're also uh, hopped in with the unions and uh, organized labor. And and sometimes I have uh, some qualms about that, right? Because if you're a non-union member trying to get into unions and trying to play that game, sure, there's some great benefits to it. If you get in, you know, it could be a fantastic job. But also, it's a little bit exclusionary, and I'm really all about transparency and openness. And I like the idea of people being educated enough that they can kind of be free agents unto themselves and not have to depend on the conglomerations of unions. But uh, that being said, um, I'm sure they have their place, and I'm uh, certainly not an expert on on that. And then the Bloc Québécois, they're just like, we don't care. We just want to leave. Just let us leave. <laughs> and most of Western Canada saying, well, okay, enough already. Go ahead. But the people in Ontario and, uh, and some parts of Quebec feel much more strongly about that. And then remember, there's also those little maritime provinces way out uh, past uh, Quebec. A lot of Americans don't even notice that they're there because they're in a whole different time zone. And part of it is even in a time zone that's half an hour different. But anyway, Newfoundland
0: is a half hour ahead of the eastern time zone. So when it's 9 p.m. Eastern time, it's 9.30 p.m. in Newfoundland.
1: Newfoundland, which is Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, would be landlocked away from the rest of Canada should Quebec leave. So, there's some interesting issues. Now, the election goes down on the 23rd, that's next Monday, and right now the polls are saying that the conservatives could pull out a victory but what's certainly going to happen is no one's going to have a majority government I shouldn't say certainly but it's very unlikely anyone's going to be able to form a majority government meaning that their party has more than 50 percent of this seats in parliament so you're going to end up with a fractured thing that you might see the liberals and the conservatives both coming in around um, you know 30 to 35 percent and the Bloc Québécois coming in with whatever percent is most of Quebec and then the uh, NDP Follow, following up with... You know, the NDP stand to gain seats. I think. I mean, I think it's a safe bet that the Liberals will probably lose some seats and the Conservatives and the NDP will pick those up. The Bloc Quebecois is unlikely to gain more seats, I don't think. But uh, now the other parties, the Green Party has a bit of an impact around here, more so than in the States, certainly. But they're not a big enough impact that uh, they get invited to the national debates um, or really get any kind of mainstream, big-time... Uh, You know exposure, which is unfortunate, right? But uh, at this point, it's too late for for them to really uh, gain a tremendous amount of influence on a federal level. Although there is a chance that they could win a seat uh, from Vancouver Island. Now, when we were out visiting Pender Island, it was interesting because the Gulf Islands, which are very liberal-minded, you know, uh, place that would go for NDP or the the Green Party. they get grouped in with the conservative chunk of Victoria's suburb Sandichton that uh, that's so it it ends up marginalizing their vote because they're grouped in with this large conservative population so just like I suppose in the states there's some sort of uh, imbalance and and weirdness about how the different uh, writings are mixed up so Anyway, see what happens, what goes down on uh the the verdict should be announced on eight o'clock PM Pacific Standard Time on Monday the twenty third. Uh tune into C B C News with Peter Mansbridge to see what goes on. All right, there's your Canadian election primer. And by the way, if you're Canadian, get out and vote. Thanks, Dave. That was uh
0: I I really appreciate Dave uh, taking the time to kind of explain it a little bit better for me. Um I don't know if you'll if you've as a listener, got anything out of that? But uh, you know, it helped me kind of understand a little bit more. I've been able to learn quite a bit since uh, you know I've been able to watch some of these debates. Obviously, I've been watching any of the French debates because I don't understand French. But um, it's been really interesting to kind of learn a little bit more, especially in the four party four party system. That's I mean, that's that's in, um, it's insane. Um, somebody told me the other night, uh, a, f- a friend of ours uh, it was like, you know, American politics is just you know so much more. Uh, interesting and easier because there's you know there's two parties and it's just you know battle royale and, and I don't know seeing four party you know essentially four parties kind of duking it out um, it makes it really hard to kind of um, to for me to personally kind of pick a choice in terms of you know who I would vote for if I was voting but even th- among that I don't understand enough to really you know say who I would vote for but uh, I it's very interesting time. Uh, seeing a lot of signs as I go running and in, uh, in the window, uh, Sven Robinson is uh, in the Vancouver Center area where where uh, the writing, uh, which would be more of a district where where, I, where I, when I'm used to be calling a district, uh, in our writing here in Vancouver, uh, it's Sven Robinson for the NDP, Heidi Fry for the Liberals, um, and I don't even know who the conservative uh, or the – I don't think the bloc has a, a, a candidate out here, but – those are the pretty much um, the, the main choices right now. I, I really couldn't tell you who the conservative thing uh, or conservative uh, uh, nominee is for this writing. but it's very interesting. Sven Robinson actually was forced to step out of office, the office that he once held, because he stole a ring from a jewelry store. I think it was about twenty five thousand dollars, and he stole it, dropped out of office, out of the public eye. Uh, Claims that it was because of a bipolar disorder that he had, manic depressive. And now he's back, and he's running for a seat again. So, And a lot of people are kind of looking past that and understanding that, you know, okay, you had some issues. You got some help. You got, you got treated. And now they're going to – he's got a really strong chance in this riding to to win that seat. So it's really interesting. Hopefully he got out, uh, a lot out of that as much as I did. I, I really enjoyed uh, – I, I really think that Dave sent that in. I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I know I said that we're going to talk a little bit about hockey, but we won't do that in this episode. I will just say Canucks won last night, three-game winning streak, and I like Alex Ald as goalie. There you go. I'll uh, roll into another song here really quick, and I'm only going to squeeze in two more songs before the end of this episode. So I want to play another song by Paul Toledo, played a couple uh, episodes ago. I'm going to play another one right now, and I'll explain it to you as to why I'm playing another one on the other side of it. But this song is called Bring It Down, and it's Paul Toledo right here on the Ray Zoom podcast.
2: What's in the shoebox, Steve? Perched high up on that show. Memories from those past years Did you need to distance yourself Oh, let me lick your wounds Let me show you all How I feel It may be too soon But this
3: feeling can't save
0: Paul Toledo.com. that's her website. If you want to find out some more, you can do that. And uh, the name of that song was called Break It Down, not Bring It Down. My, my apologies on that. But uh, Paula Toledo will have a new album out for you on February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. And then as I said in a previous uh, uh, podcast, previous edition, uh, I told you that uh, she'll be performing in Vancouver, I think... I think it's on February 25th. Uh, she'll be performing at the Media Club in Vancouver with Arctic and Jonathan Inc. So that brings me to let's um uh, this
2: electronic
0: mail. I got a couple of emails that I wanted to just make mention of that have come in in regards to the podcast, and one of them was from Paula Toledo saying uh, thanks for the spin, and thanks so much for playing my music. I'm glad that your girlfriend, is it Becky, right? Well, Rebecca. Uh, likes the CD, I'll be performing March, or I'm sorry, February 13th on Urban Rush. That's on Shaw TV. Shaw is a the uh, cable company here, kind of a media company, and in, uh, in Canada, Vancouver. Uh, hoping to get my band to play with me, but if not, uh, then I'll be solo. In any case, if you see and like what you hear, I would most definitely love for you to come to the CD release. Please slag me down if you are there, as I'd love to introduce myself in person. Wonderful and she's also said that by the way she loves the other bands i've been playing she likes halloween alaska she thinks it's very beautiful melodic and right up the alley of the music that she loves to listen to and keep well now and do nurse that cold of yours you locals <laughs> from vancouver uh, always uh you know wishing me well and getting better and i'm feeling a heck of a lot better if you can tell them by my voice and i'm drinking the coffee again which obviously means that i'm feeling a lot better uh, then she also has a frapper uh, site, uh, frapper.com/slash-paula-solito. So if you like him, or if you like, him, if you like her music, drop by her frapper, drop a pin on the map, and let her know that you like it. And she's also on MySpace as well. So all the best from Paula. Thanks, Paula. Hopefully, I hope that we can uh, venture out and catch you on that show. If not, some show here in the near future. And I also got an email from Mark Cannon who. Uh, when I first came in, I knew it looked familiar, and it's uh, from a pin on my wrapper map for the podcast, and I thought that was great. And so he says, Hi, John. Having popped the pin on the wrapper, I thought it uh, high time I dropped you a mail to say thanks for continuing to entertain. I originally signed up from a recommendation from Ted R over at, uh, at Island Podcasting. Uh, why I have an application for residence visas in myself uh, and the family. And I kind of like the idea of Vancouver. Too many Douglas Co- Copeland novels. I know what you mean. Uh, I got a slew of them. Rebecca loves Douglas Copeland, and I'm hoping to get to them all. She's waiting for J-Pod to come out. She wants to read that really badly. And it's about, the I think, the iPod culture. I'm not exactly sure, but it looks really cool. Anyway, uh, so your sound seeing is really appreciated. The other thing is, despite me being an old git, I love your choice in music, And I'd never come across the Appleseed cast, but boy, did they remind me of a band uh, back from the 80s, the Chameleons. And I've discovered they still exist, thechameleons.com. Check out some of their older stuff. Anyway, keep uh, keep up the shows. It's great to get an insight to Vancouver from an outsider's perspective. All the best, Mark. And Mark, thank you so much for the kind words. That's the kind of stuff that I'm... That's great. Makes me feel good about what I'm doing here. And, uh... I, I've got to get out there and do more of the the sound scene kind of mobile podcasts. So that way, I can get some more uh, insight there. Obviously, we got a lot of insight today from Mark, or, or, sorry, from Dave Olson um, about the political atmosphere. But I want to do more about the the atmosphere of the city and Vancouver itself, and uh, help you understand why I like it here. I love this city. The more I'm here, the more I love it. That's uh, really quickly wraps up this episode, and hopefully you've enjoyed it and you've learned something uh on the other side of monday hopefully uh maybe i'll do something on tuesday i don't know i was actually chatting with rebecca and told her that maybe we should do a a podcast uh during the actual returns and everything so we'll see we'll see what happens but uh we'll talk a little bit more on the other side and see if we still have paul martin as a prime minister or if we have uh jack layton or maybe um the creepy guy village of the dam man check that out i swear to god Uh, RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address. Send me your thoughts and your comments and your audio comments as well, like Dave did. And then also Frapper.com slash podcast. You can also send me audio comments uh, by just giving me a phone call to the number 206-222-1954. It's a U.S. phone number, and that automatically gets emailed directly to me. And you can also go to AudioHerds.net slash radio, get all the links to all the artists today. And uh, you can also uh, click on the link to give me a donation to the podcast and support what it is that I'm doing. So one last song I'm going to play for you and this is somebody I've played before and he actually contacted me a long time ago back in the early days when I first started podcasting. It's Mike Chapelier. Mikechapelier.com. Check the show notes and get the link and you can find out more about him. This has been another episode of Radio Zoom and we'll check it later and adios.
4: This summer rain is so insane it cools me but I'm getting drenched. Water rose above of me like oil. flowers in the front of my hand I reach out but I can't touch it. something I just don't understand I've been out of love like I've been out of gas I'm surprised I got this far I've been here and there and everywhere well maybe I've been nowhere at all I've been out of love like I've been out of gas I'm surprised I got this far I've been here Penciled in where to begin. I started at the back of my mind, sifting through both me and you. And I don't really want to go back. I've tried so hard to let you down, but you won't let me go. I might have feelings for you, girl. I've trouble just letting them show. I've been out of love like I've been out of gas I'm surprised I got this far I've been here and there and everywhere Maybe I've been it all I've been out of love like I've been out of gas I'm surprised I got this far I've been here and there and everywhere Come up through the glass. I'm waiting for this storm to pass. I've been out of love like I've been out of gas. Surprised I got this far. I've been here and there and everywhere. Maybe I've been knowing it all. I've been out of love like I've been out of gas. Surprised I got this far. I've been here and there and everywhere. I've been know it all. I've been at love like I've been out of gas. I'm surprised I got this far. I've been here and there and everywhere. Well maybe I've enough.
1: RadioZoom Podcast is a product of the Audihertz.net weblog. Send emails, audio comments, and songs to play on the RadioZoom Podcast to RadioZoom at gmail.com. That's RadioZoom, all one word at gmail.com. Check out the website for more. Audihertz.net/slash/Radio.